WRQK on iHeartRadio. So if you have one of those, that's how you uh, stay up to date. Actually, you can set your alarm to those and wake up. Have it wake you up to this. Nice. If this, dude, if listening to this nice. won't make you go, I got to get out of this bed. I got to get out of here. I, dude, I, I got to go. I got places to be. Nothing's going to wake you up. Joined every morning by the able-bodied Matthew Fantone, who's fresh off the ribbon cutting yeah. of the Project Rebuild home yesterday. Um, that was quite the event. Yeah, that really was, man. It kind of exceeded expectations, I think. Uh, well, I didn't really have expectations. What what were your expectations? Well, I mean, when we were planning it, kind of putting it together, um, we didn't expect that many people. We were like, well, maybe 50 people are going to be there. Oh, there, there was more now. There was well over 50 people oh, God, there yeah. yesterday. And like through the two hours that it happened, I'm going to guess there was probably 150 people. Dude, there were 50 Fantones. <laughs> so it was, uh, it was, it was quite the event yesterday. Um, shout out to the Canton Charge for coming out and being involved. I think that made a really big difference. Um, I, uh, I know Emma made a big difference for me. I know. I know there was there was there was plenty of uh, you know people who 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 made an appearance. Officer Lamar Sharp came towards the end. Oh, I didn't see him. Uh, Mark Munch Bishop was involved. Yeah, I had to leave before that happened too. And so I mean, like it was just it was it was great. It was a great support or great showing of support because that's kind of what it was all about yesterday. We were excited to show the house off to the community it and to came show people out. Great. Yeah, but it, it was really about getting those students there to. It kind of showed them like, hey, man, over your over the past three years, you guys put this work in. And a lot of those students, it's a nine month program. So you might have been a part of the drywall crew, but you didn't necessarily see the flooring. You didn't. Necess- oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. It's, you're only in you're only in Project Rebuild for nine months. And I always joke with them on, on day one is like, guys, this is only a pregnancy. Like most of you guys have kids and you know how short that is. So it's not it's not the college years. It's not four years of like, hey, you, you know. mean to tell me every nine months you tell a group of. Of, of of at-risk youth that this is a pregnancy and half of them don't run for the door? Well, it's the same length as. It's essentially a pregnancy here is that you guys, you know, this is your moment of conception and nine months from now, we're going to push you out of the out of the birthing tunnel into the real world of Canton, Ohio, and you guys are going to have to go fend for yourself. So, like, there is a little bit of that there. And just like a pregnancy, you have to wipe the sludge right off of you. <laughs> just all that after you know, birth. You, got, you just got to wipe the sludge right off of you. So, um, you know, we, uh, we didn't we didn't know how many students were going to come. We uh, we were certainly impressed by that. And I think more than anything, it was just great to see them proud, like just great to see them like excited and like showing it off to people and talking about what they had learned and what they did, what they had done. I got to tell you, dude, that kind of stuff for for young kids who are looking for a little direction is probably the right way to go because you see something done. It's a project and you can see it get done. Yeah, so you put work in and then you can see the end result, which then makes you feel like, dude, I accomplished that. There's something very satisfying about it. And- like I've been saying this for the last couple of weeks. Life is removing accomplishments away from you every day. And so and I think that's why a lot of people feel lost right now is that, dude, a lot of times at your work, they don't want you accomplishing anything because then they have to promote you, pay you more and this and that. So it's kind of nice to give people direction and a little bit like a way to achieve. There's a separation there, too, because especially when you're doing entry level jobs like and and, and, and the, the first one that jumps off my mind is, you know, you're working fry side okay. or you're working the grill or whatever. Yeah, you see the food happen and you see the paycheck come down, but you don't ultimately see those people. You know what I mean? Like, but when you see a house, when you see something that you put together with your hands, something that you were a part of there, I think that is a greater sense of accomplishment because you do have something tangible and something more than 
average because the whole point of the house um, was to be the most energy efficient home in Stark County. Right. So nothing was half-assed. There's a, a, a construction group. It's called St. Gobain, and they've been in, in existence for over 300 years. It's like the old, one of the oldest businesses in the world. They essentially I was say it would have to be. They essentially donated all of this top of the line stuff. It's all top of the line siding, top of the line insulation, top of the line roof, and they donated all that to give to these kids so like they could work with it and they could have experience not just like hey, here's construction skills, here's how you know you 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 just put like, you know, a band-aid on stuff. This is like no, this is how you make premier upper echelon like you know high quality stuff here so it, it was it was a huge success yesterday thank you so much to everybody who came out once again you know friends of the program officer lamar sharp um the whole sales staff here you know what i mean like that ton of them came out Yeah, i like this that was awesome no i like this because what's happening now is that culture is changing in the building yeah and one of the reasons we were hired here um was to change culture in the building and this had been a little bit the term is usually dead d is, is, is okay. the way it was. And it, and it was kind of like that. And now, through having a good show in the building and something that they can believe in, they now want to wrap their arms around it. They want to be like, you know what? this Dude, these guys are out here. They're doing stuff. Let's be part of what's going on. That made me so happy to see that. I was very happy to and see it, that. it just wasn't like one of them. I think there was like five of them yeah. there throughout the course of the day. Yeah. So, um, you know, like I said, shout out to Munch. Still did not outnumber the Fantones. Did I not. must have met like 50 Fantones. There was a yesterday. lot of them there. There were a lot of Fantones there yesterday. The first one was Grandpa. Okay. He came, dude, made a beeline for me as soon as he saw me. <laughs> walked right up to me and said, are you the one that's always annoying my grandson? <laughs> it's like, well, I have a grandfather too, but he's dead. But I'm sure he'd be saying the same thing. <laughs> you know, to Matt. So I met him. Right. He seemed like a great guy. Yeah. Uh, is that now that's your dad's dad? That's my dad's dad. Yeah. yeah they kind of look alike. Yeah. A little bit of a fiery Italian right there. Just, uh, you know, he's a great guy. I, I'm just so blessed that I have all four of my grandparents. You really still, are. Still alive at 34. I have none of them. It's crazy. It's it's insane. I mean, and that it's, it's Dude, def- a lot of people don't have their parents at 34. It's definitely a testament to, well, when you have kids when you're 17 for generations, it's like, well, yeah, dude, you have pretty young grandparents, but, um, you know, they were there. Uh, I know I know you got to take a picture with my mom. She's yeah. very excited to see you. Yeah, that's at the Facebook page. It's also at my Instagram, Dan.Stansberry is where you can see that. And do people do love that. Yeah, and I mean... So I guess, here's the thing. I had to tell some guy to shut his mouth, though, on, on Facebook about your mom. I know. I know. Dude, a couple, dude, a couple of guys. So, I know. So, like, one guy said, geez, where did Fantone get his looks? And I said to him, I was like, "What an awful thing to say!" Because I'm, I think the, I think he's insinuating that he doesn't think your mom is an attractive person. Or was he saying I was ugly? I didn't because I read that too, and I, I couldn't tell which one he was saying there because it's like, are you saying where did I get my ugliness from, or where did I get my handsomeness from, or like where? I was a little confused by that one. I was too, but I felt like he was not being nice. So I was okay. like, I was playing social media cop. I was like, Nah, you're not allowed to do that. Shut it down. No, because here's why. Okay. And honestly, this is why people. I've been struggling with social media a lot recently. People want more access to you. Right. And I am, Phantom will tell you, I want to give you as much access as you want. The problem is, is because everybody gives you all the access to everything, you now feel as if you get to control everything and say whatever it is you want. Kevin Durant's going through this right now, where he clapped back at a twi- like a fan on Twitter. I don't know if it's Twitter or Instagram or whatever. But he said something to a fan yesterday. And all the sports shows were like, I don't know, is Kevin Durant this? Is Kevin Durant this? And my thing is, is like, they were using LeBron as an example. LeBron never does it. It's like, well, yeah, but there's one LeBron, right? So, like, we all know that there's one LeBron. There's a bunch of other NBA players. Here's my thing. 
If you want to be a keyboard warrior and you want to open your goddamn mouth and you want to tear down from the sideline, that's fine. You're right. Twitter, you have your voice. It's my right. I'm an American. You're right. You have all that. But I'm a show host. And I didn't land here by accident. I landed here over sharpening this skill over year after year after year. So if you open your mouth and you come and bring it and then you can't handle what I say, that's not anybody playing foul. That's you getting your ass kicked the way it's supposed to go. I thought the more disturbing thing yesterday. That people did want to have sex with oh your mom. Oh, my God, yeah, dude. I, thought I was, that was like, are disturbing. you joking me? I, I thought that was disturbing, Multiple too. Multiple dudes were like, oh, Fantone, your mom. Dude, let me tell you, if you meet her. For two minutes, she becomes asexual. Sweetest woman in the world, She's dude. Just I mean, the I, nicest. I, I, right, exactly right. I just feel like, where's the apron? Give me the brownies. Right. I, that's right. exactly, dude. She is like a TV mom. I mean, she's like a, she is a lunch lady. Like that is her job. That is what and she like, does. she's just giving. You know, she's just she's just feeding. You know, seven year olds. Like that's what her life calling was. That's what she wanted to do with her life. And like, and now is that dudes, right? And now these dudes are like, oh man, I want to bang your mom. And I'm like, shut up, you perverts, you terrible, awful people. Why would you say that about her? Yeah, that's not good. It is not good. That's not good. It is not good. This is exactly why people then hold back. This is exactly why people there's this is exactly why the people you wish would be more outward online are not. Because most people, and I always say this and people tell me, you're a pessimist. It's because most people are flat out awful. Most people in the back of their minds are scumbags, dude. They just are. So I uh, I assume my dad's probably like, well, good man. I'm glad. I'm glad they think Take that her she's off hot. My hands. I'm glad. Um, but dude, you should have seen it yesterday, man. And I know you kind of left early because you had a tea time. Um, but so Munch gets there, dude. And oh, at God. this point, and at this point, fifty thousand ham, brother, fifty thousand ham. Nobody's there. And just well, no, he's just on fire, dude. Just talking to everyone, every rebuild student. He goes up because we were all wearing green shirts yesterday. Yeah, yeah. So he's shaking their hands. He's talking to all of them. But dude, I'm telling you, my dad was boxing fools out to get a minute with Is Mark that Munch right? Just knocking fools out of this the way, This is so dude. funny to me because I've known Munch forever. He, that was my first job. I was Munch's assistant. It was my first job in radio. And so, like, I've known that dude forever. So right. I kind of forget sometimes how special he is to people. Yeah, I, I, I've said this before, but, like, of all the accomplishments in my career, and I feel like I've had a couple, maybe not, you know, all the greatest, but they've, they, they've happened. The fact that, like... I know Munch is my dad's like biggest sense of pride. Is that right? <laughs> like, dude, he is just so like, tell me about Munch, bro. Oh. And I'm like, uh, yeah, you know, like he just loves it. Okay, dude. Well, then what's gonna have to happen is, dude, we'll have to grab your dad and grab Munch, and we'll have to go get beers. Beers, yeah, yeah. Because, yeah. dude, like, honestly, I have been hammered drunk at the bar with Munch. Right. It is <laughs> awesome. <laughs> you think the home- homies, brother, G Force, like, you think it's like, dude, sober? Where do you get Jaeger and beer in that, dude? It- it is amazing. You can't understand a word he says, but, it's, but it is amazing. Amazing. I could not wait to get here today. There right. is so much stuff to talk about on the program today. Sasha Baron Cohen's in a bunch of trouble, or at least should be. Kylie Jenner's doing something that I cannot believe is happening. Stormy Daniels got arrested. George Lopez is losing his mind. And the national anthem uh, you know, controversy is not over yet. It's not only happening with the NFL. It's now happening in cars here locally in Stark County. I want to give you that. And also, I've been asked for a complete review of Chippewa, where I played yesterday. So you'll get both those things. That will be next on Rock 106.9. The Stansberry Show. All right. I like it. I like it. I love Rock 106.9. Welcome back to The Stansberry Show. We're on Rock 106.9. 8.45 this morning. I saw something in Canton yesterday i never thought i'd see really i've been here four years 
I've seen other versions of this. I've never seen this version of it. Okay. I never thought I never thought I'd see this. 845, I'll give you that. Can not wait. There are going to be a few people in this city that are not going to be real happy with me. Well, surprise, surprise, buddy. Yeah, that's how it goes. Yeah, <laughs> Welcome to the Sandsbury Show. Here we are. Yeah, you got to take the good with the bad there on that one. You do. But yeah, saw something yesterday. Never thought I'd see it. Saw it. 845, I'll tell you all about it. So I got asked about this, and I'll try to wrap this up quickly for uh, for those of you that are like, yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't really care about that. But I, uh, I got invited to play a little golf yesterday, and we play Chippewa, which I've never played before. Where's this at? Doylestown. Okay. I think is uh, don't hold me to that, but I'm, that's what my Google map said. So like I and I actually thought it was I actually went to the wrong course. The dude's like, no, that's not where we're playing. You got to meet us here. And so like I went over there. I was like, oh okay. Uh, and I never played it. And a guy, like multiple guys hit me up like, dude, it can be a little pricey, so I've never done it. Like, I, dude, will you give us a review tomorrow? Here's what I'll tell you. Go. Really? Go. Really? Run. Go. As fast as you can. Get there as fast as you can. It was amazing. It's not, it's not dude, like cheap-ass sleestack golf. This is no. like this is real deal. So their Sunday rate is 55. Okay. Now, worth every penny. Okay. And here's why. Dude, that was the swankiest golf cart I've ever been in in my life. Really? Swank. Really? Dude. Tell me about dude, it. Dude, okay. honestly, I was like, I, I, I got to tuck this shirt in more. I, I, I shouldn't be in this thing. But, but, dude, the seats were like plush, like car seats. It has, so you know, like, you've seen my GPS watch that I yeah. use for golf, right? They have the GPS in the golf cart, so you don't need a watch, you don't need a viewfinder, you don't need anything. It's in the golf cart. It's like a LED screen, and you, it gives you the whole view. It gives you the approach view. It gives you all your yardage. Anywhere you are, the cart knows where you are. It gives you the yardage from there. You can move it to another part of the hole and go, I don't care about the green. I'm just trying to lay up and hit it to here. How far is this? It'll tell you that. Wow. You can Bluetooth your phone to it. Speakers in the cart. Don't need a Bluetooth speaker. Dude, the swankiest golf cart I've ever seen. As a matter of fact, I got a video of it. I'll tweet it out, and I'll also put it on my Instagram. Dan.Stansberry is how you find the IG there. I'll, I'll, I'll pass that out. Swankiest golf cart I've ever seen, and the course itself was beautiful. Here's what I'll tell you, golfers, when you get there, just know. Just take just take the scorecard and just mark a big X through 14, 15, 16, because <laughs> they are a murderer. That is a That might be the toughest three-hole stretch I've played in a little while. It was Brutal. That three hole stretch was brutal, but that course was absolutely beautiful, well maintained. And Fantone, I got to tell you, as a guy, I know you don't care. <laughs> I know you don't, right? I know you don't. But we are 100% golfers in this area are 100% spoiled. The golf here is so very. I started thinking about it. So you got there. Chenna with this close, which is great. Tam O'Shanter's fantastic. You got Sanctuary that's real good. The Pines in Orville, everybody knows that's basically my home. You got Zor that's really good. Wiltshire's good. Like I, I'm, I, I, the Quarry's really good. Like there's so, I'm gonna say this, and people, I, I, I think people in Cleveland are gonna be like, you're nuts, but I'm right. The golf here's better. Really? The golf here is better than it is in Cleveland. Really? Better. Better. Here's the thing, sure. I guess. Is I that, think it's way better. Is that you know. 
you need, I guess, established land and courses to kind of do this. And it feels like there's just so many down here. It's like a scene. It's not just like, oh, hey, here's this one golf course. It's just like everywhere you go. And it's, maybe it's, it's hilly here, too, which makes for which makes for some difficult stuff. Maybe it's because of my association with you and I've just been more open to like hearing about golf stuff. But you're right, dude. It just seems like it's a huge, huge deal down here. And it's one of those things, too, where like I think I'm forgetting awesome courses off the top of my head. I'm I think forgetting. the rise of tide lifts all boats here where it's like it's not just one good golf course. It's multiples. No. And it's like, yeah. like I said, there's there's a scene. Yeah. Uh, you know, Hawks Nest is really great. I mean, dude, there's so many good courses around this area. Hawks Nest is a little far. It's not necessarily right here, but it's still like, you know, within the area. And I can't believe, dude, we are so, golfers here are so spoiled. The golf here, it I think it's way better in Cleveland. I think it's way better. Um so I did see this from Twitter. I, I want us to talk about this. We've actually addressed this before, but this was interesting. Benjamin tweets in and says, I need your opinion. I was listening to another radio station. Well, I don't like that. Benjamin. Mistake. Mistake. But he goes, it plays the national anthem in the car. And I know which one you're talking about. I believe this company owns that radio station. Does it at noon, I think, right? Yeah, but I think they may do it in the morning now, too. Because okay. I think he was listening this morning. And I think, that, yeah, they do it every day. I think it's noon, 1 o'clock, something like that. And um, he said... I take my hat off whenever I hear the song, no matter where I am. If I'm in my car, I do it. If I'm if, if I'm at home, I do it. If I'm at the ballpark, I do it. He's like, I just take my hat off. And my buddies in my car think I'm nuts. He said, I'm not trying to shove this down anybody's you know, throat. He's like, but they're telling me I'm being overly patriotic. And he goes, that's just the way I was raised. And so here's what I'll tell you, Benjamin. I, think, I don't think there's anything wrong with you doing it. I don't personally go that far with it. And I got to tell you, your tweet makes me feel like, I probably should. Yeah, there's no doubt about it that you're the exception here, Ben. Like at the end of the day, oh, yeah, for sure. And you probably know that. And it's, I mean, if your friends are saying it in the car, I don't know if that's overtly patriotic. I, I, I don't necessarily think that. I, I think that most people probably would wish that they lived up to that standard, but I don't, I don't necessarily think I'm in they that do. Camp. I think there's countless examples, and I, I know we talked about this plenty of times. Um, you know, with everything that went on in the NFL. I can remember saying to myself, well, let's see what happens at the next game I go to. Do people get out of the line right. for beer? Hell yes. no, they don't, dude. Hell no, they don't. They get there and they get their nachos. And if the national anthem's playing while you're in line, people don't stop their behavior. So I know, I, I you know, I don't want to be like, well, pff, maybe you're just so PC. Stop being so PC about things. But everyone has their own decision to make here. And if you don't want to stand for the national anthem, it's America. If you don't want to take your hat off when the country radio station plays it at noon, you don't have to. It's your prerogative to, to do what you want there. Yeah, I would prefer you stand. I prefer all athletes to stand. I prefer everybody stands. For me, it's just one of those things where it's like, and maybe it's because it's the way I was taught. Maybe it's because it's the way I was raised. Maybe it's because I grew up in a generation where if you looked even just this much anti-American, people were like, you're an idiot. Where now it's like, no, you're an individual if you hate America. Well, then why, why don't you take your head off for the national anthem in the car? Why don't you stand when they perform it at like the Super Bowl and you're in your house? I mean, you know what I mean? Like if someone else is perceiving you as anti-American there. I think, I think, well, I think it's one of these things where it's like, if I'm attending the event, I feel like it's, it's the start of the event. And so we're all like, let's like, let's do this as an audience and then we'll move forward. Mob mentality. I don't think it's necessarily mob mentality. I think it's kind of nice. I think it's kind of like there's a little bit of 
let's do this. Let's celebrate this. Let's really, and, and it's a reminder right before you spend four hours of mindless entertainment that you can do that because somebody else did this. And I don't think that that's crazy for me to stand up and show appreciation for that. No, I, I agree with you 100%. I would, I always stand, but it, 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 if you don't, I guess ultimately you do have that right as an American. I don't love it. But it's like burning the flag. I know you're allowed. I wish you wouldn't do it. If you feel that way when it's you with people at the event, I just don't understand why that doesn't the translate separation? to you by yourself. Isn't isn't the definition of integrity what you're doing when nobody's watching? It's like, well, when everyone's looking at you saying, like, yeah, dummy, stand up. If you don't, you look anti-American. You're like, well, yeah. You know, and I'm not saying that's you, but I'm just saying the greater you of like, well, yeah, we all got to stand up. It's the kickoff. But when you're in your house by yourself, you're watching the Super Bowl. Well, this happened once, actually. I was, I forget, Lamar Sharp and I were somewhere together. And there was a live Facebook video that was being done of some event he and I were doing together. And the national anthem went off on the TV behind us. And I did. I took my hat off and people gave me crap about it online. I, I, I guess I don't. I, I don't understand giving somebody crap about it. I mean, like, like I said, it's your prerogative to do whatever you want with it. I understand that why people feel like, hey, this is. I feel this is a respectful thing to do. But what are you giving somebody crap for? Because your buddy takes his hat off. I mean, that's ridiculous. That really is. Like that. That that would be one of those things. I'll just be honest. If I was driving down the street and I saw somebody do that in the car, I'd be like, oh. You're probably a better person than I am. Why didn't I think about doing that? Now, there's the argument of, are you just trying to present yourself as a better person? I'm a bigger patriot. I'm taking my hat off. Look at all you. Uh, Virtue look at all, Right. Look at all being you. A, well, being a better patriot, sorry, but being a better patriot, honestly, is the first virtue signaling I think this country ever had, right? No, I, I can one-up you on that. Right. right? Like right. It does seem like the first one of those that I can remember. Um, yeah, Ben, I think you're all right. And I think, honestly, dude, if, if your friends don't want to do it, I think they're okay, too. At the stadium, I don't know what the separation is there. I wish I had a better answer. I don't know what it is, but there is something about that that I do think that makes those two separate things actual separate things there. Stormy Daniels, the number, like the world's most famous porn star, at least right now, um, is in some trouble. And it happened, I believe, here in Ohio. So we'll get uh, the details on that next on Rock 106.9. Dan Stansberry and his boy, Wonder Matt Fantone. At last, two heroes. The Stansberry Show. Rock 106 now. Rock 106.9. Welcome back to the Stansberry Show. We're on Rock 106.9. Again, 845. Saw something in Canton yesterday. Never thought I'd see it. Can't wait to talk all about it. Was somebody with a good credit score tell no, me about geez. it. No, jeez. No, no, no. Let's not get carried away. Okay. What, what, what was it? 845. We'll find yeah, out. We'll find out. So this happened. Uh, Stephanie Clifford was arrested inside a siren strip club. Now, you know Stephanie Clifford as Stormy Daniels. Obviously had sex with the president back in 2006 while he was married. Uh, And there are people who feel like she's been trying to hold it over his head and, you know, exploit that ever since. Or at least since this last year. She's now gone on the road and she's, you know, hitting all the strip clubs and, you know, she's cashing in on the fame. Of course, man. Of course you would. Which I still find hilarious because, again, she's still not all that highly rated at Pornhub.com. Like, she's still, like, if you go, like, I just looked again this morning after I saw she got in trouble. Like, all, like, the traditional porn hoes are all still, like, above her. Like. They don't skyrocket her to the front page. Like they don't do. I'm just surprised is all. I think that that when this story first broke and the Anderson Cooper interview happened and stuff like that, she kind of hit a, a height. And then now, I think there's been a little bit of Peak and Valley, a little bit of like exhaustion on it, where Maybe. it's like, okay, I can see that. You yeah. know, we we've heard the story now. So apparently, she got arrested, um, and it's because she allowed somebody to touch her while she was on the stage of all things. Um. 
An Ohio law prohibits anyone who is not a family member to touch a nude or semi-nude dancer. What? A family? What? Yeah. What? I don't know what that's about. Why? What are we family members? What are we talking about, dude? I mean, what's the dad doing? Going up the stage high-fiving? Well, hey, honey, make change for me. Well, no. I don't know. There's some dads out there. You know what I'm saying? Like, oh, and God, some I strippers with some dads out there. But why, why would that be a part of the law? Who, when they were writing this law about strippers, who was like, well, yeah, you know what, cousins, that's who we got to let. Laws don't fall out of the sky. Something happened. You know what I mean? That created that. So you're right. I do want to know what that is. Is it like you bring your kid to work day and oh. it's like, well, dude, she got a breastfeed. What do you want her to do? I, uh, well, at, at some strip clubs, they are. They, it is bring your kid to work day. They just haven't been born yet. You just Stop see them. It. See Stop them there. It. You know what I mean? About, about, about four or five months into that baking process there. I've seen it. It's not good. Not good. It's not good. Very bad. That's the opposite of Tiny Dancer there. That's that's the opposite. Jeez. It's the opposite of that there. But apparently, dude, some guy like Toucher, I'm assuming it was a man. Um, it doesn't actually say that here. And um, I don't know. It says in a non-sexual manner that we touched her. So was that? Did he shake her hand? Like I don't understand the problem with that. And her lawyer, who I feel is an opportunistic douche, Michael Avenatti, I believe he wants to run for office or wants to be a celebrity, and that's why he's like wrapped his arms around Stormy Daniels and is like kind of took this whole thing up. I think he's an opportunistic person. Oh, I think like many lawyers he is, and if you want to be a high-profile lawyer and you want to get those big-money cases, when you have one in front of you, you got to exploit it. You you know what I mean? Like, if this dude wants, if this if that's his goal, is like, dude, I want to be, you know, the... For you know the glory of all red taking on those high profile cases, hey, dude, you got to do that. So he says, uh, he says here, are you kidding me? They're devoting law enforcement resources to sting operations for this. There has to be higher priorities. I would agree. He wrote this was a setup and it was politically motivated, and I would have to agree that this was we were looking to cause problems for Stormy Daniels because she's looking to cause problems for the president now. I wish neither one of them were doing that. But she cannot be shocked about the fact that you want to throw rocks at the president, that there aren't going to be people who are going to then watch every last thing you do. This is what I've always been saying about Carl Monday. When the hell am I going to get the tape on Carl Monday doing right. something he shouldn't be doing? Right. Like, dude, a ton of people got motivation on that. It, um, it, the thing with me, I, I'm just surprised that she is doing this celebrity or this strip club tour, you, you know, you talk about her and letting guys touch her and whether it was in a sexual or non-sexual fashion, you're letting people very close to you. And just because you are a thorn in the side of the president and the president certainly has a very devoted or devoted fan base and, you know, supporters who will do anything. I, you know, I've active talked, too. Right. Yeah. I, I mean, I, you know, I, I think it's I fair to say the cult of Trump is a real thing. I'm not saying everybody who voted for the guy is in it, but there are plenty of people who are just, you know, died in the wool as far as you can be Trump supporters. I could shoot somebody on Fifth Avenue. And they wouldn't care. So, like, there's a little bit uh, from from when she started doing this, like, the security concerns of uh, some guy's going to punch you. Some guy's going to strangle you. Some guy's going to shoot you. She's been bailed out. She'll be arraigned tomorrow, from what I understand. That's the latest update that I've read. Um, I believe this was politically motivated. I believe they were looking for this, and I you can't be shocked by it. Have you ever heard of... I don't want to say officers, but like obviously this is some sort of government appointed like health inspector, somebody sitting in strip clubs yes. making sure that this isn't happening. Yeah, I never have, dude. So it, I I forget the exact law, but it was like this was like a handful of years ago. 
I remember the news was like in all the Cleveland strip clubs. Like they showed diamonds and like they showed uh-huh. all the stuff. And then they were changing the rules and they were going to go to pasties versus like topless. And then the girls had to be three feet away from you. And I remember everybody saying this is going to hurt our business and we're not going to do this. And I would agree. Like if you go in for a lap dance, her dancing three feet away from you isn't sexy. Isn't that how most porn stars are doing it? They're not giving you like full throttle lap dances. I don't believe. I don't know. I've never paid one of those girls for something like that because okay. it just I. I I don't understand going and seeing your favorite porn star. Like, that I don't get. I don't. Dude, I, and dude, I went with my buddy Steve way back in the day. Okay. Some chick was somewhere. Right. Hustler, I think it was. And he was like, dude, we got to go. And I even, dude, back then I was like, what? I was like, all right, let's go. And so we went. And then, dude, he stayed in line. He paid for the Polaroid, that whole thing. And I was like, dude, you better frame that thing. You're the only guy in history that's taken a photo with that chick without something inserted in her. You might do get it framed. I think there's a little bit of if you weren't you, and I mean, if you weren't Dan Stansberry, radio personality. I think who's you lived, think me's more glamorous than it is. Who, who, has, who has lived an unorthodox life That's where you've true. experienced more than most dudes. If you were the average 43-year-old dude who'd never been married, dude, you'd be lined up to see Phoenix Marie right now. All right, first of all, it's 42. Okay. Let's not add. <laughs> okay, now we're adding things. Okay, oh, my bad let's here. Not, okay. Let's not just, don't be adding years. Look at you, just can't wait to kick the dirt over top of the coffee. Just Fanto just sitting over there, fingers crossed. Keep eating bear claws, fat ass. I need you to keel over. Oh, my God. All right. So you're going to need to pick a new favorite pizza place because that's how we do these things now. Somebody gets in trouble and you're not allowed to spend money there ever again. We'll give you that story. That's next on Rock 106.9. The Stansberry Show. Kenton's Rock Station. Rock 106.9. Yo guys, Fantone from the Stansberry Show here to tell you about the Rollholt Vision Institute. It still happens to me all the time, dude. I wake up in the morning, I reach for my glasses, and all of a sudden I remember, dude, you do not need those. I got 20-20 vision thanks to the LASIK surgery I had done at Rollholt. And I'm telling you, your summertime is going to be so much easier when you don't have to worry about glasses or contacts. So if you've been thinking about LASIK surgery, I know you have some questions, which is why the Rollholt Vision Institute has made everything perfectly clear for you at their website. That is RollholtVision.com. It's nine. Welcome back to the Sandsbury Show. We're on Rock 106.9. We have Zombie Manson tickets. We'll pass those out at 9.30. That's going to be a good show. Oh, yeah, dude. It's, it's going to be really a good. really good show. Hours of hits there. Good times. I may end up having to go to that. So a uh, another businessman's in trouble. Shocker. Yeah, no, no. It's, uh, it's not good. And the guy who had been like the chairman of uh, of Papa John's, John Schnatter, I believe is how you say his name. He has had a few run-ins. This is not his first like PR nightmare. Um, as a matter of fact, he was remember Papa John's was the company who was like, we're pulling off the NFL because the anthem protests, right? Yeah. And then what happened? Then what happened? Oh yeah, that's right. Sales dipped completely, and he ran back to the NFL to give him the money. As a matter of fact, I believe, don't quote me on this, but I believe he paid a coward's fee to get back on the NFL. Because, you know, how the, all those anthem protests working so much. And I've said it from the beginning, that if the anthem protests were working, if you boycotting the NFL was working, not the anthem protests, if you boycotting the NFL was working, there would be a list of advertisers who were like, all right, you know what, we're out. 
There is no list. The people who are telling you the boycotts are working would be touting said list, but there is no list because the boycotts do not work. But John Schnatter from Papa John's is in some trouble. Apparently, they were having a conference call this back in May, and the whole thing, Fantone, the whole purpose of the call was to teach this moron how to keep himself out of trouble in the future in public relations. I understand when you are a celebrity, you have a big voice and you sometimes feel like, hey, I want to have my big voice heard and I want to do these things. And Papa John turned into a celebrity from commercials. But there's also on the flip side of that, you have to understand everything you do, everything you say is 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 in the public record there and they're going to break it down. And I'll give you a perfect example of Phantom was talking about that. I'm going to let him continue. The other day I posted something on Facebook and a woman said to me, you're gay. And I thought to myself, that's the freedom of somebody who doesn't have a public eye job right there. If I said that, if I said to somebody and use gay as a slur and today and wrote it down, that would be a problem for me and my business. That would be a problem for you and your business. And once you get to a certain level and I, I, you know, really, I think, you know, I'm at it. Once once you get to a place in life where you want to protect what you have, what you've earned, you have to be able to look down the field and recognize, okay, maybe this is the way I feel, but this isn't worth is the, it the way the country feels? Is it, is it, well, is it worth the headache that comes along no, with it? We all, no. we all have to every day decide, is this an asset or a liability? Is Absolutely. this a pro or a con? And if you're going to if you're going to throw stuff out here like this, you're just showing me a lack of self-preservation here. Absolutely. So what had happened was, and again, this phone call was designed to teach him how to keep himself out of PR nightmares and how to keep other people in the company out of PR nightmares. He apparently said on the call, we don't have it. I'd have to edit it anyway. Apparently, this is what he said on the call. Now, he's come out and said he admitted that this has happened. He's stepping down. They're going to get You're getting a new CEO. He admitted this happened. Apparently, the quote on the call was, Colonel Sanders called black people enters and then complained about the fact that Sanders had never faced public backlash. Now, I don't know when Colonel Sanders did this, but my guess is it was before Twitter happened. Yeah. I'm I'm guessing so like again, you have to understand the world that you live in. First of all, there was never a world you were living in where you should have been saying this ever, right? Now, if a piece of audio of Papa of the CEO of Papa John's, and this comes out, and he's 19, he's 17, whatever. Okay, it's not great, but I don't necessarily think it's like the worst thing in the world. This is a grown man at the head of like one of the most popular businesses in America. Which this now, I'm just gonna tell you, businessmen, keep your ass off the TV screen. Don't, dude. We need to go. America needs to go back to not knowing who the CEO of companies are. Having Ronald McDonald instead of the CEO makes a lot of sense to me. All the sense in the world. That makes a lot of sense. Because Ronald McDonald ain't on a conference call saying this. He is not, dude. We need to go back to not knowing who CEOs are. If I was running a company right now, I'd be like, no, 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 no. I do. Nobody better know my name. That's how you should work. That's how the whole thing should operate. Worth noting here, Colonel Sanders died in 1980, and I'm certainly not going to ever be like, well, dude, different generation, different time. But there were different cultural norms. There were different things happening within society. So I personally make room for those things. 
I personally do. I know other people might not necessarily, but it's like I can't put the standards of today on 200 years ago, on 50 years ago. Things have obviously changed. We have evolved as a society, and it would be unfair to look back and be like, well, you didn't do what I'm doing right now, so therefore, you know, it's fair. you're a terrible person. I mean, look at how our political party has evolved over time. I mean, dude, at the onset of the Democratic Party, it's not great. Like, the history is not great, but it's a completely different thing now, which is why you can stand with it. You don't necessarily have to stand with what was going on all the way back in the day. But you know what I mean? You're looking at what it is now. But this guy's been in trouble more than a few times. And everybody kind of felt like when he yanked off the NFL, it was like, racist. That's what everybody thought. I don't know if it's true or not, but then you get this, and it's like, well, you're complaining you can't say this, almost. Well, no, I, I, I think it's, it's worth noting here what he was, at least what I read his, his statement as and kind of the way that I, I, I interpreted it. I think he was saying it wasn't like, hey, this is okay. He was just saying like that times have changed. Once upon a time, Colonel Sanders called black people... And, and everyone was fine with it. But it's like, dude, you have to evaluate the statements coming out of your mouth, man. Th- this, this would have not been a problem had he said this. And this is exactly how you have to say things this, these days. And trust me, I know. I have to do this every single day. Not that I'm looking to use racial slurs, but I have to change the way I speak because some of you have gotten soft over the last 15 years. But what this would have not been a problem for him. You know, Colonel Sanders had some... Colorful language back in the day. Colonel Sanders had said some things, and yet people, you know, just step up and eat chicken and do all the thing. Using the word. If, if you're going to use an example of somebody else did something wrong, don't repeat it. Use it, reference it, don't use the word. I think you could have used the scenario had you not used the word, this is not a problem. And I mean, especially... And I'm not saying like, oh, it's okay to do it in private, but like, dude, you're on a call about this very subject. Like this wasn't, this wasn't something that slipped out of your mouth. It's like, dude, this is this, you you, You said it, you're focused on this. Like, this is what we're talking about. The overall concept here is avoiding things like this. And you just spit it right out of your mouth. Dude, what are you doing? Yeah, it was time. Like this guy's been in trouble a bunch of times and and, and trouble's probably the wrong word, but he's, he's got himself wrapped up in PR nightmares like 10 times. He's put him, he's put himself into a sticky situation by default that puts Papa John's in a sticky situation. And yeah, I'm sure as the board of directors, there probably was a little bit of like, dude, how many more times are you going to do this to us, man? Here we are just trying to sell 999 pizzas with, you know, with the the garlic butter sauce and fine. Who cares? Let's move on with our day. And you can't. You can't keep us out of trouble. Like, what are you doing, man? And again, I'm just going to go back to it. You can try to tell me how, how how not powerful the NFL is. You can try to tell me how the ratings are down, even though they were coming off 20-year highs. 20-year highs. That's why there's a dip in the NFL ratings. It's not the boycott. And again, the one company that did run ran screaming back to the NFL. You know why? Because that's where the eyeballs are, and that's how you sell pizza. More Stansberry Show right around the corner. Hang on. Welcome back to the Sandsbury Show. We're on Rock 106.9, online for you at WRQK.com. For those of you that have not heard, Stormy Daniels was arrested in Ohio. Apparently a fan touched her while she was on stage. There's this weird Ohio law that like you're not allowed to touch them, like an adult performer, outside of family members. We were kind of head-scratchy on that, but then multiple people wrote in and were like, dude, you're not thinking about husbands. 
It's like, well, dude, what's he doing? Walking up there, high fiving her. Well, and why? Does Thanks, he, honey. Make the rent. Why does he get? Why does he get an exception there? I mean, like, I think it's because of like handing stuff off. I, which, dude, I, if you're handing your stripper wife the car keys on stage, this that's a bad look. Yeah, dude. I don't I, get. I, it. I don't buy that at all. It's not like really it's it. not like you can start groping her up there. And did the guy who touched her get get arrested? Because because isn't that was it a consensual touching or was was she just like groped or like? Well, the story I read was non sexual contact. Okay, non sexual contact. So that's going to be inter- that's an interesting point there. Although the performer's supposed to know the law, maybe the, the maybe the customer not. I guess. I mean, I mean do I you would... know what the laws of the strip club are? No, but, no, but the manager does. But do I know all the laws of the road necessarily? Right, no. Okay. You know what I mean? That's like, it's still, I'm still getting that ticket yeah, there. Point taken. Okay. I'm not sure who's right on that one. That, that's interesting. I, if, 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 I understand why we can't have people like groping strippers, why there can't be live sex acts. I get that. Sure. But like, what are we talking about? What, non-sexual contact? What was it? So she's been arrested. Um, and actually, we have the story for you. And also her mugshot okay. is available at WRQK.com in the Sands Ratio section. Uh, she looks pretty good. Yeah, dude. She, she, pretty good. she got taken off the stage. You know what I'm saying? Like this you wasn't know, like they pulled her oh, out of bed. They took her off stage. You know what? I didn't think about that, but you're right. She yeah. had been arrested after performing, so she probably was all dolled up. Huh? Yeah, of course, dude. I didn't think about that. Oh, nice. Yeah, nice. Yeah. yeah, she's something. She's something. Stephanie Clifford. She's pretty cute. I mean, she's getting old, right? She can't be a lot of you. Know? No, no, she's definitely an older porn star. I mean, I, I, yeah. All right, this is a good point. When you're traveling. Uh, around as a porn star, a lot of those security guys are their husbands. So okay. maybe they're allowed, you know what I mean? But again, there's your security guard would be allowed anyway. So but, that, so the Ohio law wouldn't be, you wouldn't make an Ohio law about traveling porn hoes. And, 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 and what is the, what is the touching where it's like, okay, well now you can start like groping your wife or you can start like feeling your wife up as she performs in the middle of the stage. No, I don't think that relationship should matter at all. It's like you are in the middle of a strip club. These are the rules. You know what I mean? Like this is, this is what it is. You know how before sporting events, they'll say like, you know, nobody, you know, if you rush, if you rush the floor, if you, you know, come out here, you're going to be arrested. Dude, if, 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 if Savannah comes out in the middle of a Lakers game and runs out on the middle of the court, like she should still be arrested. Like, it, it, I don't understand why though, why that law would change because of your relationship. Yeah, that is a weird thing there. But uh, her, her story and the mugshot available for you at WRQK.com in the Sands Ratio section. I saw this this morning, and I guess you can't be shocked because Joe Jackson just died mm-hmm. not that long ago, and there were horror stories about that man while he was alive. Like the rumor had been that he had beat these kids, that he made them sleep in the fireplace. Even, even like the Jackson Five movie that came out, like they let that come out, and it was so like jaw dropping. Like, oh my god, this guy! You can only imagine it was much worse in real life, right? Oh, I would think so. Yeah, I would think so. Um, again, like the rumors were like he beat them all day, make them like practice like 12 hours a day. And then they, they slept in the fireplace and weird things like that. Like he just did weird stuff. Right. And now the doctor, it's a Conrad Murray, I believe is the, is, is, is was Michael's doctor. The one that gave him the, that people thought gave him the dose, right? Yeah. Is now claiming now that Joe Jackson is dead. That Joe Jackson had chemically castrated Michael, so you would maintain, so he would maintain that high pitched voice, that calling card voice. 
Um, and it was a calling card. Jackson 5, all very, very talented. But, dude, the fact that Michael was like eight years old and performing the way that he did, I mean, it, 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 that was something special. Like, the quality of his voice, the showmanship that he had. Jackson 5, I feel like, are underrated. And I know that's like, well, you know, really, really good, dude. I mean, they had a Saturday morning show. They, I mean, like they had. I mean, yeah, they were pretty good. Yeah, they're they were good, man. They knew what they were doing. I want to say there's no way a parent does this to their child, <laughs> but parents put kids in ovens. Women drive kids into the lake. People sell children. I mean, so you can't. You you always want to go. There's no way a parent can do that. It's because your parents were good. My parents were good. Fantone's parents were good. But the amount of people listening to us right now that go, you know what? I got to tell you, I think my dad would have done that to me. I think my mom would have done something awful to me if it would have meant me being a cash cow for them. When I know, I mean, dude, I know a guy personally who kind of like hit it big, came from nothing, kind of hit it big. He's a celebrity. You know his name. I'm not going to tell you who it is, but we've been friends since we were like five years old. He's not an A-lister. He's like a C plus B minus celebrity, but he kind of hit it big. He's got a lot of money, tons of money. And his brother and his mom stole 85% of it, right underneath his nose. You can't just, when it comes to money, you can't even, sometimes some of you won't even be able to trust your family. And you have to remember too, I mean, this is, this is what, like 70s money here? Like, so not only, not only are you rich, but like you're A-lister when we talk about it, when fame really mattered, when famous really meant you were famous and you were famous as a kid, dude. The thing that kind of makes me have a pause, but you're right. It's when money gets involved. Of course, this is the answer is it's like, what doctor did this? But if you, if, 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 if you pay a doctor, I mean, right. Right. I mean, doctors are pretty dude in Hollywood. I'm surprised, honestly, at-home, on-call doctor services like that are still legal. Like, where do you think all these people are getting their drugs? Right. You think you think a celebrity's going down to, like, Hollywood and Vine and copping drugs on the street corner? No. Hardcore drugs are being delivered to the set. Duh. And by the way, somebody's letting those guys on the movie set to sell the drugs. And why is that? It's because the movie companies, the music studios, they want their artists on the drugs because they want the art. They don't care about the artist. They want the art. So, of course, they want them all dubbed up. Whatever brings the art, keep giving it to them. Heroin's what does it? Fine. Pump Nikki Six full as much heroin as we can get. Just, you know, just give us girls, girls, girls. That's exactly how that stuff works. And so, yeah, of course, dude, somebody's going to look the other way because everybody's getting paid. You're the gravy train, dude. And when you're the gravy train, dude, people just look the other way. Trust me, it happened to me for a few years. I, I, I have to. It's got to be tough. I guess to be a Hollywood parent, to be a parent of a star, you're going to want to protect your kid, but you're also going to want them to be successful. You're also going to want them to make as much money as they can. You're going to want those things to be real because like it would be, it'd be great if you could just say, well, like, yeah, you know, my kid's on a TV show, but protecting him is the number one priority. It's not the case. It just doesn't seem like it it very frequently is. So there's gotta be just a weird balancing act there of like, I wonder how many parents have put their kid into Hollywood. And then two seasons into a show, we're like, uh-uh, what, what did I uh-uh, do? Uh-uh. What did I do? What did we do this for? Oh my God, the, you know, the money's great, but like, look at what a little nightmare this kid has become. Who's the one? I, I, I don't know. There's probably more than one. Who's the child actor you can think of that grew up and is like, you know what? That's a functional human being. Ron Howard, right? Oh God, what a good pick. But like, I mean, but you can point to it. You can point to it, and you have to remember, I mean, Ron Howard was a child actor in what, like 1950? 
1950, 1960. I mean, that was pretty early on in the in the thing there, so it wasn't necessarily the same scene as it was oh, as but, they moved further down. Yeah, but wasn't the fame even more because, dude, there were three television stations, so if you were on TV, you were, like, legit a star? But you weren't being covered. You know what I'm saying? I don't think it was the same. The, stardom, was, the stardom wasn't exactly the well, same. Well, that's there. true. Yeah, I mean, obviously that's true with the, with the lack of technology. Before moving forward, um, more information on the Stormy Daniels thing is coming out. Turns out multiple, multiple performers, uh, at least two more, had been arrested at Sirens. They were all accused of illegal touching. Apparently, Stormy Daniels had touched the customer, not the other way around. She was like playfully, like uh, you know, screwing around with him. Uh, at this point. So no touching? Like zero touching? Apparently, I, I guess she smacked him on the ass or something like that. Or she like reached out and touched it. I'm hearing multiple reports. And here's the problem. This is how fake news happens. People are like, well, you know, I read this. or I read, And it's like, well, no, 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 dude. Give me the link. And Matt actually did. Matt tweeted this in. It says, Columbus police confirm two more. Not you, Matt. Another, uh, listener, Matt. Update. Columbus police confirm two more performers in addition to Stormy were arrested at Sirens. All three are accused of illegal touching, police said, meaning meaning Stormy Daniels did touch the patron, not the other way around. Which, again, those girls aren't supposed to touch you. They're not. I don't, I don't know what the strip club laws are. I really don't. I mean, it, 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 if it's non-sexual touching, though, I, I'm, I am a little surprised. I understand, like I said, I understand why you can't. Because she puts her arm around me for the photo. Is right. that all right? HJs aren't appropriate, but you're right. An arm around or like shaking hands or like something there. Unless he's your golf coach. <laughs> then HJs are totally appropriate. Then you're totally allowed. There is a, all right. You hear this a lot, especially in today's society. Oh, my God, I'm so depressed. Oh, my God, I'm depressed. Hashtag depression. Well, it turns out we know what's leading to it. We know why you're depressed. And I'll give you just a little clue. It's because your life is out of control. That's next on Rock 106.9. The Stansberry Show. I have got to get in on this. Rock 106.9. Yo, guys, Fantone from the Stansberry Show here to tell you about the Rollholt Vision Institute. It still happens to me all the time, dude. I wake up in the morning, I reach for my glasses, and all of a sudden I remember, dude, you do not need those. I got 20-20 vision thanks to the LASIK surgery I had done at Rollholt. And I'm telling you, your summertime is going to be so much easier when you don't have to worry about glasses or contacts. So if you've been thinking about LASIK... 106.9. Welcome back to the Stansberry Show. We're on Rock 106.9. Win those Manson Zombie tickets, 930-1800-243. 7625, the number you will need on those. That'll be a good show. And we'll get you hooked up. 930. 845. I saw something in Canton and we're about an hour away. I saw something in Canton yesterday. Can't believe I saw it. Want to examine it. Very excited, dude. I don't know what this is, but I want to hear about it. I could not believe it. I uh it almost caused an accident. All right. Running the car off the road, dude. Good lord. It was something. It was something. I uh well, I'll walk you through my entire thought process at 8.45. So I, uh, about a, two months ago, I think it was, I gave out some advice over the air where I said, I think you need to stop saying things like this online. I'm so depressed. I think you need to stop doing that. Sooner or later, it will be, we're going to call through your social media posts and decide whether or not you're healthy enough to drive, work, 
do whatever. I was going to say, if you don't think the businesses are looking at your social media posts, you're insane. Bang. Crazy, dude. If you apply for a job and you don't think the it's first, the first thing, thing they're doing. Of course, man. I mean, it's easy. It's easy. It gives you a good insight onto who that person is. Yes. And like, even if you're like, oh, well, I'll do I'll just lock my Facebook profile. Mm, I wouldn't uh, I wouldn't I wouldn't I wouldn't hedge my bets on that one. Um, If you you can suspend it, though, and nobody can see something, right? Can they or not? They probably have an IT department that knows how to be smarter than you. That's exactly what I was going to say. Especially the bigger the business, the more likely it is that they're going to. Anyone who fills out an application, we're running it through this file. You know, we've got a a, a nerd over here who who can who can get past. Let me do. Oh, I locked my Facebook profile. I deactivated my Facebook profile, dude. It's the internet, and isn't uh, the thing we've been saying since the goddamn thing got invented is once it's out there, nothing's ever away. Right? No, that's fair, and you are right. But I just think you need to stop doing that. Also, I think there's th- this is really what happens here is that I think people have turned boredom into depression. I think people have turned I don't know what to do. Bored. I don't have anything to do. I have no purpose into depression. That if you picked up a hobby here or there, or if you'd worked out maybe, or if you did this, or if you did maybe a little bit of this, I think you would maybe realize you're not really depressed. Clinical depression is sad being depressed depressed is sad it is literally this is what it is it is your brain telling you you aren't good enough you aren't good enough a little bit of they're all gonna laugh at you now i know that's adam sandler's you know joke and it's like you know it was on the cd and haha very funny but ultimately that's what your brain is telling you they hate you you should hate you and I think a real part of the problem is here is that, like, with every other health issue, it's all self-diagnosed. You just think that, like, okay, well, dude, this is what I'm. This is I'm. I'm depressed, or I'm bipolar, or I'm ADHD, or whatever it is. And it's like if you don't have a medical professional that is behind that evaluation, you're not. You you don't just get to like say it and like broop, like there it is. Like you like like this is something that you have to you you have to diagnose. There has to be a professional that can like see what you're going through. Does this line up with this you can't just web md it and think that like all right well uh, there it is not wanting to go to work and not wanting to go to your kids play is not depression it's you not wanting to do things it's a completely different thing but and again i i really can't knock you because words get misused all the time like you know what i mean we end up borrowing words and it's like well really what we're meaning to say is this i mean it happens all the time in today's society So I can't really knock you, but ultimately, I think the amount of people who think they're really depressed are not really. You're just bored, and you have nothing. Honestly, if you met more friends, or if you did more things, and if you got off the couch, you'd be fine. But there is a link to something that causes negative feelings in your brain and makes you feel a little down. I'm not going to go so far as to say that this is depression, but there is a link to why you feel down and maybe like... Man, I just can't get I, I can't get past this feeling of like of of not feeling good. And here's a reason: it's because your life is out of control. The link that they've just made is that clutter in your life leads to feelings of being depressed. And this is the most obvious thing I've ever read in my entire life. I can't even believe we had to study it. I don't know how anybody could think. Working all day, then putting the key in the door, opening the door, and coming home to a pigsty is going to make you feel good about who you are. 
being clean, cleaning up after yourself, being an adult, rinsing the plate, putting it in the dishwasher, you know, grown-up stuff makes you feel like a grown-up. Yeah, small accomplishments build into how you feel about yourself, and small habits learn, turn into big habits. Yeah, I mean that, that's 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 definitely going to be true. And I mean, I think it's just it applies across the board. Like, how many times you get into your car and it's a pigsty, and you're like, "Oh my god, this is terrible." As soon as you get that thing cleaned out, it almost feels like it runs better. It almost feels like you know what I mean. You want to like, roll the windows down. You yeah. want the music turned all the way up. You want yeah, because you feel good. It's like taking your car. Like honestly, like. The last car I had wasn't great, but then last year, went to Wakeham, bought a car, ding, and so now, dude, I got a nice car. And so I wash that thing twice a month, every time I get paid, take it through the car wash, because I want it to be clean, I want it to be nice, because I'm proud of it, and because I enjoy it. Now, my last car, I didn't care, because it was a piece of junk, but now that I got something nice, I want to keep it nice, my apartment the same way. Now, I live alone, so it can get a little like, ugh, what the hell's going on in here? But when I clean it... Now all of a sudden I feel like you're not a loser. Look at you. You got two things are coming together. I mean, I live with I live with with somebody, and at this point, dude, my house I feel like is a nightmare. And every time over the past like I don't know week that I've come home, it's just like oh god. Now we've had a lot of stuff going on, and it's kind of like well, dude, sometimes you get busy and you don't necessarily have the time to do this, or you don't have the energy to do this, or you don't have whatever. But there's no denying the fact that every time I turn that key, open up that door, and see it, there's a little bit of me that's like. <sighs> And like you, you repeat that, you repeat that, you repeat that, you repeat that, you repeat it so many times, it becomes habit. It becomes a just the the customary way things are ran for you, right? And of course, that's going to negatively bring, or like it's going to drag you down. Well, I don't know how you think living in trash isn't going to make you feel like you're trash. Yeah, and and and, and there's probably a little bit too. Which, by it, the way, you're trash. There's probably a little bit of as as you know, you you watch as many episodes as hoarders as as I have, and like there's there's a little bit too of like this I is get that this disease. is chicken and egg right here you know what i'm saying what like, do you mean? which came first is it the depression and that's why you're not cleaning up or you're not cleaning up and that's why there's depression it's a self-serving cycle it's a snake eating its sale you, right you, you, yeah. you eat because you're unhappy and you're unhappy because you eat and it's just like and right down the drain you, you go. don't know which one is worse my guess is knowing a little bit about depression depression leads to some of the clutter for some people. Now, some of you are just messy and then you feel like, oh my God, look at this place. I, I just, I don't, I don't know how you feel like you could sit on your couch, look around at your house being trashed and feel good about who you are. And moreover, if you can look at your house being trashed and you still feel good about yourself, Yeesh. there's something really, really wrong with you. Some Canton businesses, I don't want to say were raided yesterday, but they were definitely investigated. And I've been suspicious about these since moving here. I didn't understand how it was happening. We'll look this over as a class next on Rock 106.9. The Stansberry Show. That guy knows how to party. Rock 106.9. 6.9. Welcome back to The Stansberry Show. We're on Rock 106.9. We're also online for you at WRQK.com. Which, by the way, head there. You can see Stormy Daniels is, uh, uh, well, her mugshot. Uh, you can see Adam Pacman Jones fighting a fighting a uh, what what was it like an airport employee right like fighting like goes to blows real fighting now again like every other internet video kind of picks up in the middle of like uh, they're already like kind of arguing there no punches have been thrown but they're already kind of like jawing back and forth so you don't really know but again this is where previous behavior gets thrown in gets weighed in Pac-Man Jones has had a lot of negative run-ins for those of you that don't know Adam Pac-Man Jones is an NFL player uh, I believe is recently was with the Cincinnati Bengals I, I think he still is um, he's probably going to have some problems after this though but this guy's been in trouble I think he shot a gun in a strip club once there's been some fights I mean dude he's always in trouble I understand that 
you're going to as a celebrity, especially as a celebrity in the world of warrior sports, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Dudes are always going to want to test you. But, dude, the set on the guy who is an airport employee, but he's like the one who is instigating it. Like, I will give Adam Pac-Man Jones a little bit of that where, like, that dude wouldn't stop running his mouth. Now, does that excuse you get into a fight in the middle of the airport? No. Oh, see, we took we looked at this differently. This is interesting. And again, the video's online, WRQK.com. I walked away thinking Adam Pacman Jones had been a jerk, and the airport the airport employees like, you know what, dude? Just because you're a football player, you feel like you get to talk to me like this? Nah, brah. I'm gonna start talking trash, dude. Can you imagine that though? Having having the balls to want to fight Adam Pacman Jones? No effing way, dude. I, dude, you're getting your teeth knocked down your face. Like, dude, I don't care what you, who, how badass you think you are. Um, I need you to go on the Google hunt. Okay. See if you can find me a story, as Ryan is writing in, telling me apparently a guy was in a car with his girlfriend, she was performing oral sex, and he smashed the car in Zanesville. Um, so let's 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 find. It was, we'll we'll try to get that fit into the rundown a little later on the program if we can find that story. That does seem interesting. I would want to get into that, um, but I do want to mention this because I the, the I've been banging on the internet a lot lately, and sometimes what can happen with me. Is Twitter can ring really loud for me, meaning I can get sucked into the rabbit hole of it, and then it can it can convince me that this is everybody, not just this, Ooh, not a very just small this piece. group. Yeah, dude, it, it, you, Twitter and social media, but Twitter in particular, you can always find your straw man there. Anything where it's like, well, dude, I, you know what, this is the thing that's going to piss me off. It exists. Somebody feels that way for sure. It doesn't necessarily. It's not representative of how most people, or even how a big chunk of people feel. So Danielle writes in. She said, "Look, I just want to say I don't always agree with you or both of you opinion, but that's one of the reasons why I listen." You and Fantone can always make me see another side of a subject that I couldn't have noticed all by myself. So thanks for being honest. Thanks for being real. Keep doing what you do. And I wrote back and I told her, this is my favorite compliment right here. Because social media can convince me sometimes that people like her do not exist. That everybody is polarized. And you know what? Most people probably, ultimately, at the end of the day, are not. And I am appreciative of those people who can disagree and go, oh, you know what? I don't necessarily agree with that. But I, you know, I mean, the dude's all right. I kind of like him. He's still kind of funny. And still stick around. I like that person because I think less and less people are, I think more and more people are losing that ability is essentially what I'm trying to say. Feels like that, but maybe this is counter to it. Maybe, maybe. this shows that different side there. I, uh, I saw this, and this is interesting, and I've been curious about these since I got here. But apparently, like the IRS and like the Gaming Commission, the Alcohol Commission, um, the U.S. Treasury Office had been in town yesterday and they were looking, investigating into these skill game businesses. Um, I don't mean to call anybody out by name, but the one I see all the time is Lucky Sevens. Like That's one of the ones I see all the time. Um, I don't know if they were one of the ones. I do know that Redemption Skill Room at 2824 Whipple Avenue Northwest Plain Township was because the owner confirmed it. Um, and he says, look, I think the state has their own agendas. So there's not a ton of, uh, of information here. Um, they because all the agencies declined to say what they were actually doing in the area or how many locations that they they visit on a whole. Um, but Craig Casserly, a spokesman for the IRS, said in a statement: Law enforcement officials from the IRS Criminal Investigation, U.S. Uh, Secret Service, Treasury, the FBI, and the Ohio Casino Control Commission worked jointly to conduct official business today in multiple locations all throughout Star County. Um, now, one of the guys said a search warrant had been presented at his business. 
and uh, it. And again, I apparently there's plans to come back later in July to do this. And I've always been curious about these places because I've seen them here. This is really it's one of these weird things because this is here. I don't see now again. I don't live in Columbus. I don't live in Cincinnati. So I, I don't know what's going on down there. But I lived in Cleveland my entire life. They don't have these. At least not openly, at least not like with signs out on the street that say coming in, not at least when I lived there, I, like, or, or maybe I just wasn't aware of them, that this seems to be like a Canton, Ohio thing. And when I got here, I was like, how the hell are you people getting away with this? There's some stuff that this area just kind of has embraced. drive uh, through liquor stores. drive through liquor stores. They we love talked about bars that are within neighborhoods, houses that are converted bars, into bars. Love them. And, and it's just like, man, I can't believe these things exist. But yeah, this is definitely one of those Canton things. When I first moved here, I'm like, man, these places are everywhere. Yeah, my mom's going to love it. Like, you know, I mean, she's gonna love, but I uh, so I like I've never understood it. Now, from what I understand, is that when you play these skill games, is what they're called, and you can feel my eye roll there. I, uh, you know, as a guy who's lived in Las Vegas, they try to sell you on that lie too. Um, These cannot give you cash payouts, correct? Because then you are a casino at that point. As I'm reading this from, um, this is for Ohio Small Business Council, and this is basically explaining what you would have to do and how these rules to operate break out. One of these. Okay, so, cool. definition: skill-based amusement machine means a mechanical, video, digital, or electronic device that rewards the player or players, if at all, only with merchandise prizes or redeemable or redeemable vouchers, redeemable only for merchandise prizes, provided with respect to rewards for playing the game. All the following apply, and then it's, you know, they kind of give like a rundown of how much the merchandise value can cost. But I don't understand. So, like, the, the you're not winning money at these things? No, I think, like, I know back in the day one of the things people did with them is they would give out gas cards with them. Okay. So you would, like, you'd play, and then you'd win, like, a $50 gas card. But let me ask you this. Isn't that money? Yeah, but it's not. You're spending it as cash, though. Yeah, but it's not. I, why is it that why is it that you 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 know you can get a you can get a twenty five dollar gift card at Christmas and be like okay that's a present when people are like oh you can't give cash it's so impersonal it's not I there's a difference there I don't know what it is but yeah a I difference. disagree with the people who use that analogy yeah, give me cash dude I, I mean well a gift card's just as impersonal as cash if you ask me ah you pick it out like I you give know me cash. I mean? that's just as impersonal for cash for me convenient yes I'm not knocking it convenient but I've never really understand this um, I, I don't. I've I've been head scratching since moving here about four years ago. It's like, how are you people getting away with this? And as a matter of fact, I was in the gym locker room about a year ago, and I was on the other side of the lockers. These dudes didn't even know I was sitting there, but this was like some high level camp nights, right? Okay. So you could tell they were some Jackson people, right? They were high level, and they were talking about it. And this guy who was like, you know, old and had the gray hair and nice jewelry and stuff, mm-hmm. seemed to have money and a good credit score. Seemed like he was tied in new stuff. He was like, he was telling his buddy, dude, yank everything you have in those, yank out. The government's coming. You're going to get shut down. I, I don't know because I, I've never been to one of these places. Again, I just overheard it. And we do not want to put any one specific one on blast No, here not at all. Because no, no, no. we don't know. No, for all I know, you're on the up and up. I don't know. But doesn't don't those places feel like there's something illegal going on there? Like there's some sort of sketchiness happening in those buildings? <sighs> yeah. Yeah, I mean a little. I mean, so I'll give you a perfect example, right? right. Vegas has this too. So everybody knows you got the strip in Vegas, right? right. That's the whole thing. My brother lives in a neighborhood. It's called Centennial Hills. It's in like North Vegas. And 
when you get outside of the strip in Vegas, there are still like what are called station casinos and things like that. But then in strip malls, they have what are called gaming parlors. And they're basically just small little places and strip bars that got like 25 slot machines in them. Like right. that's it. Like that, that's all that'll be in there. And so they're kind of the, they're very reminiscent of these things. And just like those, yes, if you go to Vegas, my brother tells me uh, every time we go there, he's like, dude, at these, you got to keep your head on a swivel. So you got to remember, dude, you're in a parking lot here and every one of these businesses surrounding this thing is closed. And so, dude, criminals are, he's like, Dan, this is Vegas, bro. You got to keep your head up. And like constantly, he's like, dude, trouble is always going on in these things. Yeah, every time I drive by now, him. that's Vegas. Every time I drive by him, I do give him that look of like, what? And because they're, they, they, they're, the windows are always blocked off. You know what I mean? Like yeah. it always, they're always just, it just seems sketchy to me. Like it seems like something illegal It's almost there. like they go out of their way as, as, right. as like a hook. Like, hey, you know that thing you're not supposed to be doing? Like that scene in Fear and Loathing in Las Vegas where the guy sit where the square dude's at the bar drinking that glass of whiskey and he knows people are doing drugs in the bathroom and he wants to see past it and he goes in there and next thing you know, Flea is like chewing the ass <laughs> off that dude's arm. And that guy just looks like, I thought I was ready. I'm not ready. Yes, exactly right. That's exactly, that's exactly what I think about. Dude, oh my God. Kylie Jenner is doing something nobody thought was possible. That's next on Rock 106.9. The Stansberry Show. We may not be a global epidemic yet. On iHeartRadio. This is a dream come true. Canton's Rock Station. Rock 106.9. Welcome back to The Stansberry Show. We're on Rock 106.9. Those Manson tickets up for grabs, 930. 1-800-243-7625, the number you will need on those. Zombie part of that as well. I was in the hallway, and one of the other morning shows was like, what are you guys yelling about down there? And I was like, that's hysterical. Like, every morning I can hear your co-host scream and cackle all the way down the hallway. <laughs> I was like, we weren't yelling. Uh, so, going back to this skill games thing here, um, right. as a bunch of them were investigated, I believe something like 20 of them the other day. Jamie writes in and says, they do have cash payouts. You play match play. Some give you five bucks if you put on 10 or 10 for 20, and you either have to play for a specific amount of time before you can cash out or hit a specific amount of money, i.e. 20 match must hit 50 to cash out. Three weeks ago, I went in with a tw- I went with a $20 match play and left with 260. Most are Kino machines, 777 machines, or theme game slots. Okay, I think though under the I think this is why they're being investigated. I don't know that. Okay, because again, there there wasn't a ton of information in the article. But if I read this properly, you're not supposed to have cash payouts. Is what I read that you're not supposed to have that. So I think that that was part of the issue, maybe, of yeah. why they were being investigated. Yeah, I mean, the thing that I read from was from like the official like oh this is like the the official ohio like rules and regulations okay. of this and it says not merchandise prizes or redeemable vouchers for merchandise prizes i don't know if maybe may, i don't know yeah it's a uh, that's that's my guess is that that's why they're in town that that's why they're trying to get this figured out all right do you know cuz i don't really wh- like in the tree of the Kardashian Jenner thing, like where does Kylie fall into this? I think she's a Jenner. I think she's yeah. Bruce's kid. 
with Chris Jenner. I believe so. Okay. I believe so. So this is a Bruce and Chris Jenner offspring. I believe so. Okay. Kylie Jenner is on track to do something by the time she hits 21 that is going to be a world record. A bunch of NBA players. How many NBA player NBA players is it, Stansberry? I think Chloe still holds the record. Okay, I right, think Chloe still right, holds the record. Right. Kylie Jenner on track to be the youngest, and I'm gonna eye roll this next part of this statement. Self-made billionaire by the time she's 21. Now here's my problem with this. This is Kylie Jenner legitimately is the epitome of somebody who was born on third third base thinking she hit a triple. You were born on third base. You didn't hit a triple. Had your parents not been loaded, you weren't going to be a self-made billionaire by the time you were 21. Yeah, I mean, I, I guess in the big picture, self-made, you really get into a, a dicey conversation there because it's like you didn't develop any of this product. You are the marketing behind this product that, you, you know, you didn't invent anything. Therefore, you didn't build anything. So how are you self-made? But she is the one who put her herself out there. She's the one who's the driving force behind this. There's no question about this. If this was just products, she wouldn't have sold. They wouldn't have sold any of it. So it's like. I don't know. It's very much to me like, and I know Obama like got roasted on this, where it's like, well, is anything self-made in America? Because we all have built off the backs of somebody. But if you say that, like, well, nobody's self-made, then you're taking all accomplishment away of everything. And I don't know. It's it's a dicey conversation. That's fair. That's fair. They have her net worth at nine hundred. Million dollars. Wow. Let's give you a frame of reference on nine hundred wow. million. Okay. Wow. I'm gonna I'm gonna give you another celebrity that makes her on par with Jay Z, who just happens to be the wealthiest man in hip hop. They say. I don't know if that's actually true. This article is telling me it is. I could see it. I mean, Jay Z pretty popular. Been out there since. I mean, I right. think the first record came out in '94. I mean, so welcome to Jay Z. Nine hundred million, or I'm sorry, yeah, nine hundred million. She's on, yeah, she's on track to be a, a billionaire by the age of twenty-one. This is another frame of reference here, meaning she's going to pass Mark Zuckerberg. Think about that. Kylie Jenner just puts her names on products that would be there: lip gloss, shadow, purses, clothes. Pro- dude, th- th- that stuff would be there. She just puts her name on it. Yeah, Mark Zuckerberg created something out of thin air, had an idea, looked at his college Facebook and said, oh, let's put that online. See, a lot of people don't even know that's why Facebook is called Facebook. That's Dude, that's why Facebook is called Facebook, is that Facebooks were like a college directory of, of the college student body. That's what they were called. And then he said... Dude, this should be online. Why is this Why is this in my hand? Much like we always say about the phone book. What the hell are you doing dropping phone box off at my doorstep for in 2018? It's online. And that's what Mark Zuckerberg did. He created this thing out of thin air. So when that happens and you get everybody in the world hooked on this new piece of technology, then yeah, I see money throwing from, you know, flowing from this. But you can make nine hundred million just stamping your name on stuff. Yeah, like I said, I mean, she's not. She didn't design these cosmetics. She's not the one who's in the lab coming up with these colors. Not All she's doing is just 
putting her name on it right there. Um, my girlfriend will buy some of this stuff. She 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 I'm does. Sure. Here's how it here's how it'll work though. Is they'll do this. Essentially, they'll be like, hey, you know, coming out with the new lip gloss palette or whatever the hell it is, and they'll only sell a thousand of them or they'll only sell X amount of them. And then it's like, then you have to wait for it. So my girlfriend has bought stuff from her and hasn't gotten it for like three months because it's like, oh, sorry, it's back ordered. There's nothing you can do about it. Maybe you were one of the lucky ones who got the first thousand and you'll get yours quick. But then it turns into, well, and we'll send it to you whenever. And it's not even like there's no... There's no consistency in it because there's been times she's bought it and it's been like boom to our house in a week. And then there's other times she's bought it and it's like up oh, three months later. Oh, yeah, I forgot that I bought this. Really? This, 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 this palette or this if whatever the hell. Any other business ran like that, they'd go broke. Of course. Of course. And for some reason, and my girlfriend says it's high quality stuff and Is the, make, the okay. makeup's good. And like, the, it, it, I mean, she always looks good. It's unique and it's, you know, there's, there's something to it. But like, so there's a hook in it. Yeah. Okay. But dude, Kim Kardashian, net worth, net worth. Just under two hundred million. Can you imagine being her, the one who really, really made this thing pop, who made this family come to the forefront? She put out an oral sex video to put this family on the map. And your little sister, half sister, is worth almost uh, eight hundred million more than you. Which again, this gives you a perfect insight into who this family is. The mom marketed that sex video. That's on record. They've admitted it. She really, you know, she told Kim, "This is a windfall. It's coming out anyway." It's Ray J. He's a little bit of a celebrity. It's going to come out anyway. We're owning this. She pimped her daughter's sex tape. Dude, these people are parasites. I know, dude, I'm a Chloe fan. I am. But, dude, apples don't fall far from trees. And if Chris Jenner's willing to do that, who do you think these people are? They're successful parasites, though. I will they give are. them credit. When it started as, hey, you banged out some rapper that is a C-list, C-minus, D-list rapper. Kim Kardashian was the girl that hung on Paris Hilton's arm. And you've turned that into a multi-billion dollar industry of of success for that has lasted for decades at this point. You can knock them all you want to. And I I will not disagree that those people are parasites, but damn, are they good at it? They are good at it. They are. I remember the first video I ever saw of Kim Kardashian. It actually wasn't the Ray J thing, but like I remember, like they Paris Hilton was on a red carpet, and Kim had been with her like every day for like six months, and eventually somebody put a like a microphone in Kim Kardashian's face, and she was so she couldn't answer the question. She's like, ah, I don't want this. Ah, I don't want this. It's about Paris. It's about Paris. And now Kim Kardashian is like the biggest star in the world. And where's Paris Hilton? Where the hell is Paris Hilton? Where are the Hilton girls? Their family still has a ton of money. Like, what the hell happened to them? Grew up, maybe said like, "Yo, let's let's go, let's let's circle the wagons here. We've got a billion dollars. Like, dude, let's walk away while we can." But here's the thing, though: is if you wouldn't have walked away, and maybe it's worth it to you, if you wouldn't have walked away, dude, who, why weren't you the new Kylie Jenner? I mean, that's all you had to do was stamp your tramp name on it and just be like, "All right, here it is." Yeah, I think when you're, I think when you're the granddaughter of Conrad Hilton. You probably got more than enough money. I don't know. I mean, nine hundred million. I was gonna say, dude, throw an extra billion on it, and all of a sudden, it doesn't sound so bad. Yeah, that that is that is absolutely true. Nine hundred million dollars going to be a billionaire by the time she's twenty one. Never hit a layup in her life. Never, never, never tackled anybody. Never hit a home run. Never, dude. Never didn't create anything. Never been a CEO of anything. And that year, there she is. I just do this world, and no wonder. And you wonder why people feel like they don't have to work to get ahead. You ever wonder that? You ever wonder why people feel like that? It's because this happens. It's because we turn idiots into billionaires. 
Dude, I've been working at this my entire life, and I make the same rate as a kid with a decent paper route. <laughs> and yet that little whore is going to be a billionaire by the time she's 21? Oh, my God, I want to rip my eyeballs out of my head. I saw something in Canton, Ohio yesterday I never thought I'd see. I just didn't think I'd see it. Saw it yesterday. Can't wait to talk about it. Next on Rock 106.9. 106.9. Welcome back to the Sandsbury Show. We're on Rock 106.9. We'll pass out those Manson Zombie tickets 9.30. Also, a guy in Zanesville got himself in some trouble doing some things you're not supposed to do behind the wheel of a car. We'll do that 930 as well. 1-800-243-7625, the number you will need on those Manson Zombie tickets out at Blossom. We'll get you in. So something happened yesterday when I was on my way home from playing golf. Spent the afternoon playing golf with my good buddy Mike Tepe. He invited me out to play Chippewa with him, and we had fun. It's good times. And uh, I was on my way home. I found myself driving down Tusk because that's how I get to my house. And I saw something here yesterday that I wasn't prepared for. Now, I've seen other versions of this, but I have not seen this version of this. So I'm driving down Tusk. I was so taken aback by this. I tweeted in traffic. Jeez. You're not supposed to do it. You are not supposed to do do that. Tweeted in traffic. Facebooked in traffic. Couldn't wait. Couldn't wait to post about it. Had to tell everybody. And here I am telling all of you. There I am. Middle of the day. Minding my own GD business. Driving down Tusk. And what do I see? Walking out of the Canton Motel. I saw a hot Canton hooker. Never thought I'd see it. Okay. <laughs> tell me more. Tell me more. Ne- never, thought I've, I never thought I'd see it. Now, I've lived here about four years. Mm-hmm. I've seen hookers. Yeah. Plenty of hookers walking around Canton, Ohio. As a matter of fact, dude, I think people don't recognize some of these women that are walking around town that are hookers. 100%. My girlfriend is so oblivious to, to what it. what a hooker is? She, right. she really much thinks that you're going to be wearing like this sexy apparel. Like and I'm pretty like, woman. Right. And I'm like, Megan, no. It's that chick wearing that dirty Ohio State hoodie over there. That's who That's who it is. That's what we're talking about here. She thinks everything is like upper, upper echelon escorts. And I'm like, no, 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 no. That's not how it works um i'm just gonna say this i am willing to bet somewhere in this city there is a high-end brothel being run out of somebody's house in a nice neighborhood in this town there's one in every city in america canton isn't getting away with that like we're not going to be the one city that doesn't have it there's a brothel here somewhere so high-end call girls are a thing here i'm willing to bet oh yeah but they're not walking around the street no they're not walking around downtown like on the street corner that's not what happens except for this one all right and you i know what you're thinking in your car how do you know she was a hooker because I was still in the hotel. No, I uh, <laughs> no, I was, uh, I was driving down the street, and I saw like you just kind of know hookers. Like it, it, maybe it's because I lived in Vegas for a while. You can kind of spot like a neighborhood ho- hooker. They're everywhere there. But like she comes walking out of this place, out of that hotel, and I motel, mean, motel, motel, <laughs> come on, motel, come on now, halfway to Motor Lodge. All right, here right? we go. The short skirt, the long hair, the big earrings, the whole thing. And, dude, she was sexy. Like, dude, to the point where I was like, I mean, there's an ATM right <laughs> there. Like, honestly, so hot. Like, I can't do it. Wow. Like, I can't I can't actually go. Once upon a time, a buddy of mine took me to, like, one of those massage parlors. Right. And we were going to, like, do that. Right. And I was like. Mm. Backed and, out. 
I couldn't do it. Wow. In the end, I was like, I pushed out. I was wow. like, I was like, I can't do that. I was like, I can't, I can't go through with it. And to this day, he doesn't know. He thinks I did it. I, you know, because you were in separate rooms. Yeah, man, totally and did I was it. like, oh, yeah, no, stepped up, did it. And then, dude, it got to the moment where I was like, I cannot do this. But this woman was so attractive yesterday. I was like, I need to know how much it cost. Like, I, I was, I was very, and I was like, well, maybe talk to her, maybe get her on the show. I was like, no, you perv. You just want to find out how much this costs. Now, are we talking like genuinely hot? Or are we talking like compared to other Canton hookers hot? Or like, I, I I'm talking to, compared to other women, women I've seen. Period. Okay. Like, wow. sexy, dude. Wow. Like, for real. Like, dude, wow. I took, like I said, I tweeted in traffic. I, I, you're right. There's, there's, there's inevitably going to be prostitution any city, oh, anywhere that you go. Dude, if you sit outside my apartment in broad daylight, you can watch. Dude, they're the same three ones. They walk, they walk down the alley next to my apartment every single day. They, dude, those women are totally hookers. And at the end of the day, it's probably the same, you know, small group of Johns that are involved. I mean, I think it's a pretty small community of people that are involved in the prostitution The same there. dude picks up this chick on the corner of 6th and Cleveland like three times a week I see it. Now, don't get me wrong. I'm sure there are those exceptions where it's like, oh my God, I did this And yeah, one dude, time. I got your license plate number just so you know. I did this one time. I would never do this again. Or it was like, like you said, it was a situation where you were younger or stupider or whatever. Um, but but this is just something that I would assume that if you continue to travel and and look and try to find her, she's gonna be back in that same hotel, motel, right? I mean, around for three hours last <laughs> night, bro. Three of them, three complete hours. An entire Avengers movie I spent trying to track down the hot Canton hooker. If anybody knows where she is. Well, pay her the money. It looks like she was absolutely 100% <laughs> worth it. Manson Zombie tickets, 9.30 on Rock 106.9. Hope you boys brought popcorn. The Stansberry Show. Because I'm about to put on a show. Rock 106.9. Rock 106.9. Welcome back to The Stansberry Show. We're on Rock 106.9. Online for you at WRQK.com. There's a video at Facebook.com slash Stansberry Show you might want to check out. Yesterday, Fantone, along with Project Rebuild, did the ribbon cutting for a house that the students over at Project Rebuild Rehab. For those of you unaware of what Project Rebuild is, essentially is it's an organization, nonprofit, that uh, deals with at-risk youth. I believe it's 16 to 20, somewhere in there? 16 to 24 is oh, where we wow, cut really? it off there. Yeah. You know, a lot of people, you know, you get to that age and people just kind of expect you to figure it out and just kind of go do it where it's like, I remember being that age and I sucked at life, dude. I thought I had everything figured out. I thought I knew everything. I was like, oh, shut up, mom. Oh, shut up. And dude, I had a sports system. I had people who were behind me. I had, you know, somebody telling me like, yo, you got to straighten things up here. But that's a tough age for anyone, especially if you're already kind of disadvantaged from the jump. I had a way, I had a serious uh, like failure to launch thing going on. Like right. I didn't get my life together until I was like... Late 24. Right. Like, it's like where I was like, all right, dude, you got to figure something out. And like I said, your parents were all over your ass, dude. You had people who were like, Stansberry, get it, get it together, dummy. My dad called me by my last name. I, sorry. Say, I don't know why your mom was calling you Stansberry, but you take the point there. And if you don't have oh, that, if you don't have that, if you've already you know been through the judicial system or you've dropped out or you come from poverty and, and you don't have somebody showing you that way, it's very challenging to like, well, just make yourself. Easier said than done, my friends. Yeah, I I think people misunderstand how important those roles in your life are and how beneficial. Like I say it all the time. If I have privilege, 
And I do understand that being white in America is easier than than some other situations. It is. Nobody's calling the cops on me because I'm walking through a department store. Nobody's calling the cops on me because I'm walking down the street. Okay. Like, there's been a thousand of those stories recently where white people are just calling the cops because black people are just walking around. What are you doing like, here? I, I don't know what the hell's the matter with you people. Just newsflash. Black people are allowed to go places. Yeah. They're, for, they're, like, a long time now. Yeah, they're, they're going to be around. I mean, welcome to the world. Like, you walk outside your doorstep and all of a sudden things don't look like you. And thank God, dude, because they make things cool. Like black people are just cool. Like they got, they do. Their style's cool. Their conversation style's cool. Like they're just, dude. They're way cooler than us, dude. Which is honestly, I think so. I think this is where some of the hatred comes from. Honestly, is the big penis and the cool factor. And we're like, yeah, gotta hate him. Gotta hold him down. Nine one one. What is your emergency, (laughs) dude? This guy is way cooler than me. Just way cooler. I mean, dude, do you see that swag? (laughs) I'm never gonna have that. Arrest him. I don't even know what the hell we were talking about. Oh, Project Rebuild. Indeed. And so, like, this is important stuff that happens here. Because essentially what you're doing is you're reaching somebody before something can go really off the rails. Right. And that's important. Trying to bring them back in. Because it, that's the truth, is that most of these students already did have something go off the rails. I mean, you know, you I know you were talking to students yesterday. Yeah. And, you know, it was awesome to see them so proud and so excited and stuff. Wasn't but trying, dude, but the kid was blocking the, he was blocking the bagel. There was multiple, multiple kids that you talked to yesterday. Yesterday that have spent years in prison at age 20. It, one of, there was a student once I was talking to, and he was like, dude, you know, I just spent the past five in prison, and I just got out, and this is what, came, what brought me here. And I'm like, how old are you? And he was like 20 years old. And I'm like, bro, you've been detained for the last five years of your life since you were 15, and now here, like, it, it just, I, I couldn't put myself in that situation. At 15, you should be riding your bike home when, the, when it gets dark. Right, right, right. You should be kissing girls. You should be trying to, like, you know. Four and, boys. And, 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 and you get to this point where it's like, well, okay, this is my past. This is what's happened. This is what I've dealt with. How do we get you back reassimilated to society? How do we get you back into a productive well, member of, of, of what we all want you to be here? What, what I like about Project Rebuild is you want to get to this before it happens. Because unfortunately in this country, if you make a mistake and you go into the system, you get back out, your opportunities are not always great. They're not always great. Is that uh, sometimes America loves the redemption story as long as it's Johnny Depp after he punches somebody on a movie set. As, but the guy who lives next door to you, you don't want to see a second shot for. As long as I don't have to give it to you. As long as I. As, as long as you're not living next that door to me. That is as long really as, fair. As, as long as as long as you know it's not impacting my day to day. So fair. So so what rebuild does is they teach students construction skills as kind of the hard skills of like, hey, how do I hang drywall? How do I you know balance something? How do I read a tape measure? Um, but they also work on them with life skills of shaving, well, interviewing skills, right? Just, just, just how do I become a functioning member of society? So yesterday was the celebration. It was open to the public, and it was awesome seeing how many people turned out. I'm gonna guess 100 plus, maybe 150 people. It was showed over up. 100, and it, it was just nice for those students who once felt like they were like brushed aside and kind of written off to have 100 plus people celebrating them, and not just people, but you know, prominent members of the community, officers, um, I, you know, Councilman Nate Chester was there yeah. yesterday. Yeah, I saw that. Um, you know, multiple members of the media, uh, Mark Munch Bishop and uh, Dan Stansberry. And I do have to say, man, thank you for coming yesterday. Like oh, that genuinely, that. but it genuinely, it was awesome to see people that I care about understand that that was important to me and that that was something that, that I was proud of and something that I wanted to show off. And like, I don't know, it just meant a lot to me, man. Oh, thank well, you. No, I mean, thank I'm, you. Uh, you know, I'm happy to do that. It's, I, I felt like it was important. You know what I mean? Like, and again, what I like is that what this was essentially is they rehabbed a house. Is it Vassar Park? Do I have that right? Correct. Vassar Park neighborhood. Vassar Park neighborhood. Vassar Park. And um, 
I like that. You know what I mean? I believe what a part of the problem that is happening in this country now is, is like when I grew up, my parents knew everybody on my street. Everyone. They weren't friends with everybody, but they knew every family on that street. They could comfortably wave, say hello to everybody on that street. Think about that right now. Do you know the person's name five houses down from you? I don't even know the person next to you. You do not. A reinvestment into the community of us needs to happen. And I, again, am going to blame digital media here. I'm going to blame the internet here. I'm going to blame technology here. Because it allows us to live outwardly on our own. You get access to the outside world through your phone, not through activity. And we were talking about this with First Friday. My buddy Marty from Cleveland came down. And we were hanging out, and he was like, dude, he's like, I got to tell you, Canton's way cooler than I thought it was. He's like, look at this thing. That was First Friday, and it's always a little cooler on First Friday. But he's like, dude, look at, you know, he's like, this is like a pretty nice melting pot going here. And I said, this is what's interesting. I said, do you realize that some of these people we're seeing here calling a melting pot, mixing in with one another, are the same people who say awful things about that person, that person, that person on Twitter and Facebook? And yet, are they doing it right here? No, because you get punched in the mouth. And sometimes when you only live online, you forget. And you end up becoming the worst version of you. It's being amongst one another that keeps us in check. It um the house that we, that we were referencing here was on the demolition list. So I mean, everyone in their neighborhood has that house where you're like, damn, I wish that thing was torn down. It's an eyesore. It's sure it's, it's terrible. Yeah. It's bringing yeah. property values down. Um, but as an organization, and they, you know, as 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 students and as trainers, they took what was a house they bought for eight thousand dollars. 8000 because it was like, well, that's the property. We're going to tear it down. We got to sell you something here. Really? And they have turned it into, honestly, just a beautiful home, like an absolutely fantastic, the most energy efficient house they could build. Um, you know, top of the line, everything. Everything is it was designed to bring the utilities down. Like it was designed like, hey, you are not going to you have to have a high energy bill. You're not going to have to, you know, it's not going to take a lot to heat this place. It's green. And that's the technology of the future. And it's not like, oh, man, well, boy, what a bunch of hippie libtards. It's no, this is what you guys are going to be using on job sites in the future. You know, when 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 a, a construction company builds a new McDonald's or a new whatever, they're going to be taking energy efficiency into a part of it. So For these sure. so these students now have the experience of working with their hands, micro style, getting in there, getting dirty, hanging drywall, doing those things that everybody says, well, young people, they don't want to work hard. They've got the proof of it now. They can point to that house and say, I did that. I, like, I did that. I, I want to go back to something that you talked about here inside this conversation that I think was important and that's these kids got to see somebody celebrate them clap for them applaud them and it wasn't a home run it wasn't dunking it wasn't a three-pointer it wasn't a tackle at midfield it was about a life skill it was about doing something in your life and I think sometimes young people forget that you can be celebrated and you can be appreciated for things that aren't sport achievement and I think sometimes we lose that um, in today's you know in today's society, I think it's important. No question that work has been de-emphasized. For there's there's sure. just yes. there's just no debating it that that the grind of going there and doing something that you don't necessarily want to do. And I can remember as the, as because I've been able to watch this house kind of get built from when I started. It was down to studs. It was like wow. literally. I mean, it was there was there was there was no plumbing. There was no electricity. It was just down to studs and students who. 
doubted everything that they were able to do of like, oh, I can't do that. I'm not good enough to do that. I, I don't I don't have that skill set. It's like, but you learned it. You you learned how to hang that ceiling fan. Right. You learned how to paint a wall. You learned how to do these things. I don't know how to hang a ceiling fan. And you look back on it now and it's like you don't doubt yourself. Once you've done this, once you've once you've accomplished these things, now you have that that proof. You have that that receipt of like I am a capable person who can make the community, make the city, make the country around me a better place. I love it. Um, if you want to see the house, you can do so. Facebook.com slash Stansbury Show. There's a little video of uh, Phantom cutting the ribbon of that yesterday, uh, you know, taking place. Thanks for the invite. I was happy to be Thanks there. Thanks for coming. We do have Marilyn Manson Rob Zombie tickets. That's next on Rock 1069. 106.9. Welcome back to the Stansbury Show. We're on Rock 106.9. We have those Rob Zombie Marilyn Manson tickets. You're going to have them here momentarily. 1 800 243 7625, the number you will need on those. Do those here momentarily. A listener reached out and asked me if I had heard about this story out of Zanesville, and I had not. And so we kind of mentioned it briefly and said, yeah, 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 we'll try and see if we can track down some more information, and we'll get into that before the end of the program. Now, I don't have a ton of information on it, but I can tell you that it ended up being a pretty hot day for Zanesville residents because they lost some power yesterday. Zanesville police say an accident happened around 3 o'clock. I'm sorry, this was Tuesday. Near uh, the city sewer plant. A man drove his car into a power pole and knocked it into a transformer and then that fell to the ground. This caused a power outage that affected over 400 people. American Electric Power started making repairs, took them six hours to get it all fixed, and it knocked out power to around 1,600 customers as that was going on. Apparently, the radio and TV, like local affiliate down there in Zanesville, was off the air. Dude, for a guy that works in radio, let me tell you, you know how much money that cost that radio station? Oh, a lot of money. Dude, making up that advertising... Oh, bro, let me just tell you, that GM is ripping his hair out today. Yeah, that's one of those things people don't necessarily think about, but when a station's off air for whatever reason, that's just money getting burnt. Now you got to run the advertising that was supposed to be here today, and you got to make good right. on top of that. It's right. a huge hassle for us. It's a huge hassle when stuff like that goes down. I feel bad for those and those employees down there. They're running around with their heads cut off today, right? So they ended up using um, generators to get back on and did some broadcasting, so maybe it's not as bad as I once thought it was, right? Police Chief Tony Corey says, here's what happened. 27-year-old Anthony Williams of Zanesville was being distracted as he was driving at an excessive speed and slammed into the power pole. The problem was, is he was distracted by his passenger, 18-year-old Tori Gibson, because apparently she was performing a sex act uh-huh. on Anthony Williams, a man almost 10 years her senior, Get your life together. Oh, listen to Stansberry looking down his nose on you, because God knows never has happened in his life. Get real. Get your life together, young lady. You're making poor decisions. Okay, young lady, fine. You can say that. All I'm going to say is this is one of those moments he yells at you because he's yelling at himself. Okay. (laughs) All right. You know, (laughs) I'm going to fire my therapist. I'm paying her a ton of money, dude, and you got all the keys. You got all the answers. What am I doing paying her all that money for? So, let's get a couple of things cleared up here. Uh-huh. A, dude, shout out to you, I guess, if you want to hook up with 18-year-old girls. That window is slamming shut faster and faster every day. Right. Get the last few of them in, fine. But, guys, dude, let me just tell you. 
Oral sex in the car is a dangerous... Look what happens. That is one of the most... Dude, you mean to tell me we have laws against texting and driving, but you think that's a good idea? What's more distracting than that? Yeah, I was going to say certainly illegal, but... When, when, when something, Here we go. No, all I'm going to say okay. <laughs> is, that, is that when something like this happens, it's usually a joke. If this would have been him texting and driving, this would have been very like, well, no, you can't do that. Now it's going to be like, ah, dude, well, you know, a little bit of a little bit of road action. Who hasn't been there? And it's like, well, you shouldn't be there. Well, fair point. Um, I'll remind you, it's another kind of job to make the joke. I, well, yes, yes. <laughs> so, I mean. so, so there's that. Um, but yes, I, I do take your point. It's a very dangerous thing. It's not smart. Um, it's also illegal, obviously. You're going to get a ticket. You know what I mean? And um, But yes, this, you're right. This will be a joke. And you know why? Because sex is fun. Right. And people want sex. People need the sex. It um it's 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 distracting, no question about it. It's also dangerous in the sense of not only could you run into you know a a, a pole that knocks over a transformer or whatever, but like even if you have to break sh- suddenly because something jumps out in the street at you or or Ooh, I mean but like think about the clamp that. down right like think about you know you, you, you you've had whiplash before or, or you know that's a thing now imagine you're. Your penis involved into that, and I just don't. I don't want to risk that at this point in my life, dude. Like you see it sometimes on porn. Like these dudes will pick up these chicks at the airport, right? And then before they they get back to the studio, they'll have sex with them in the cars. They're going down the freeway, and it's like, dude, what are you doing? Not only are you like a like a gold medalist in sex, you're so good at this. You can do this while driving without crashing. I gotta tell you, dude. I say it all the time, dude. Pornography makes you feel like you are a terrible lay. Like there's nothing makes you feel worse about yourself. Than that stuff. I don't know why we watch it. I don't know why either. <laughs> it just makes you feel awful about who you are. We do have those Marilyn Manson Rob Zombie tickets. Let's give you those. We'll take all our 25 right now. 1 800 243 7625 on those. Close out the program for the day. That will be next on Rock 1069. Dan Stansberry and his boy Wonder Matt Fantone. At last, two heroes. The Stansberry Show. Rock 1069. Yo, guys, it is Fantone from The Stansberry Show. And with all the UFC action that happened this past weekend, dude, everyone's got MMA on the brain. And the good thing is, is you don't have to wait long. Fight night at Nautica. It all goes down Saturday, August 18th. That's right. Cleveland, Ohio is the place. Honor Fighting Championship. They are bringing MMA action back to the flats. And if you've never been... Welcome back to the Stansbury Show on Rock 106.9. One of my one of the things I like in life, or about my job, I should say. People ask me all the time, what's your favorite part of your job? And my favorite part of my job is that I can't pick a favorite. There are a lot of things I love about it. Okay. Um, but one of the things I really like is when somebody's happy with something they won. There's nothing I hate more about doing this job than when you give away a prize and somebody says, "Cool, what did I win?" Like I like if you don't if you didn't know what you were calling in for, and we have to give. It, now we're still going to give it to you. Yeah. But I just I walk away always going, "Ugh, dude, somebody just missed out on something they really wanted just because somebody had the free time to dial a phone." But Brandy called in yeah. from Magnolia, yeah. won herself Rob Zombie and Marilyn Manson tickets, and she was pumped, which made me so happy. Do that you, makes me very happy. Do you mind, and I've seen this happen at other radio stations I've worked for. I haven't seen it at the at the Rock Mother yet, but like, like I don't know. I was work I was working up in Flint and okay. we, we gave away like a bunch of like autographed guitars. Like Yeah, that's cool. You know, like that's cool. That is cool. And we always joked about it, but within like the next two weeks, you would see those autographed guitars on Craigslist. Now I can't judge people. I t- I know, and some some radio station employees think that is just the most disrespectful. Like, I can't believe you have the audacity to sell this prize we nah. gave you, and it's like, eh. I would rather you didn't. 
right? I would rather you win it and be able to cherish it. But I don't know what your financial situation is. I don't know what's going on with you. And if somebody's going to give you 500 bucks and it's going to be able to so you can send your kids somewhere or something like that, then right. you got to do it. Then you then you have to do it. I wouldn't want to sell it, but I don't know what your financial situation is. Yeah, here's this Godsmack guitar. And it's like, well, dude, we know where you got that. You know what I mean? It's not like you just like picked that up. You now, know? me personally, I have... I've been bad about taking photos with celebrities in my in my years working so in radio because I know that celebrity does not want to take the photo. When you see somebody famous in public, they have zero interest in taking that picture with you. Like a real celebrity. I'm just not calling a fan tone or I. I'm talking real celebrities because they deal with it so much that they're, dude, I'm telling you, deep down inside, they're like, I wish I didn't have to do this, but it is part of my life, so I'm going to do it. But I know that. And so when we bring in listeners into the radio station who want that selfie with that with that artist, I'm like, dude, no, no, no. you got to do it for these 35 people. I work here. Right. I'm not bothering you. But I have collected some things from this career. But, dude, in times of like being unemployed, I had to sell most of it. Right. Like, most of the cool stuff that I have acquired working at radio stations is all gone because I needed to stay alive to work at another radio station. It's a matter of fact, I'm halfway ready to sell some of the stuff I still got now <laughs> so I can continue working at this one. We will have another pair of tickets for Rob Zombie, Marilyn Manson. That will be tomorrow morning. Aside from that, we're done for the day. Podcast will be up shortly after 10 a.m. at WRQK.com. Aside from that, you guys have a great afternoon. See you. The Stansberry Show, Kenton's Rock Station, Rock 106.9.